0: The Big Bats on Campus Podcast. 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 Alright, here we go.
1: Spreading the court. Ten seconds remaining. They just gotta throw it under the basket. Under the basket. It's the truth for the win. Gone! Oh, they did it. A miracle! Did it.
0: Double order! Hit that one from the parking lot! Shock it
1: all in college basketball. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog.
0: What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to Big Bets on Campus Podcast. This is the conference tournament betting preview part four. And today I am joined by one of the members of the three-man weave, Kai McEwen. We will have many other episodes coming up still going to record an episode with Jim and Matt, uh, and then we'll have uh, our crew tomorrow doing more, so lots of content to come. Kai, what's going on? How
1: much, Sucky? How are you? Excited to talk. Tons of conference tournaments.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful week. A little bit of a lull Monday, Tuesday, but we'll have some yeah. tickets punched, but then, man, this weekend coming up is just going to be glorious. Before we get into today on this episode, we're going to cover the Big 12, the Pac-12, the WAC, and the Big West. So give it a little little West Coast flavor with some Midwest mixed in. But before we get into those, one takeaway from the weekend?
1: Yeah, I got two. Uh, Number one, I'm betting on Longwood in the first round, uh, whoever they're playing as the 15 seed. And I'm just happy Murray State locked up the OVC auto bid. I'm glad they didn't get a bid steal there uh, with Moorhead. So happy for Murray, happy for Longwood. Can't wait to bet on the Lancers.
0: My big takeaway from the weekend, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not fading Longwood. They own me uh <laughs> in the most cruel, cruel ways. My big takeaway from the weekend, though, right here, Memphis. Uh yeah. Memphis State punching their ticket, I think, to the dance officially mm-hmm. with a huge win. That seems trending in the right direction. They're super athletic, they can defend. Are they is Memphis dangerous? Come to any time?
1: Oh, yeah, especially if they wear those Memphis State uniforms. They, they go oh. to a different level when those are on. Those are sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that they're peaking at the right time, and I, I think that they showed a little bit of uh, a weakness. Like, they're, they're the only team that really pressed Memphis, and I mean, excuse me, pressed Houston, and Houston really struggled with turnovers in both games. They don't have a lot of depth. I think that's an avenue for success against Houston. Obviously, it could be matchup dependent, but if they, like, ran into, like, a VCU right in the second round or something. That could be a major problem, although they might get a million offensive rebounds. But we'll save that discussion (laughs) for another day. Let's get things started with the Big 12 tournament. This will take place in the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri, Wednesday to Saturday. The Nine teams in this tournament because Oklahoma State's not eligible. By the way, they might have a top five defense, held two tournament teams to – 86 combined points uh, in their <laughs> final two games. I think they closed on a 13 to two run against Texas Tech over the f- final nine thirty six. But they won't be there. Um, you know, we have nine teams. There's only one first round game. The other seven teams get a bye. That's West Virginia, Kansas State. For what it's worth, four of the past seven champs have been a three seed or lower. That includes the defending champ, Texas, who was a three seed. I think they were about five to one last year. I fortunately had some of that. The favorite co-favorites, I should say, Kansas and Baylor plus 200 each, Texas Tech plus 340, Texas plus 550. I think the most intriguing long shot might be TCU. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the bracket now. And one thing I do want to clarify: money line rollover. So, you want to sometimes it's better to do a money line rollover than it is to take a future. You Mm -hmm. want to price that out if you can. You, get, you have more flexibility with the Moneyline rollover. Now, when you don't want to do it, it's obviously if the future is priced better. But if there's like an opportunity for chaos, right? If you think that maybe like a one seed or two seed goes down and then you, you're playing an easier team down the stretch. I don't really think that's in the cards. They're going to be playing pretty good teams throughout. I don't know. I think it's probably around like 25 to one is what I projected it at mm-hmm. if they played the, the highest seeds possible. But we have seen TCU play... TCU and Texas play Kansas very tight. Who's going to win that game? I think that's that's – got to figure that out first. Who's going to win, TCU or Texas? If Kansas gets through the winner of West Virginia-Kansas State, those two teams will meet. Baylor, I'm sure, is looking forward to getting some revenge on Texas Tech in the bottom half if those two teams meet up. What do you see in this bracket? Where's the value?
1: Talk to me. Yeah, the Texas-TCU matchup is going to be excellent. Uh, Texas just might be a tough matchup for them, though. They they swept them in yep. the regular season. They neutralized Lampkin inside, and they're not really bothered by TCU's athleticism. I think that's kind of what TCU's had an edge on most teams. They they have that guard perimeter athleticism and length, and Texas kind of negates it. So maybe TCU is just faced with a team that unfortunately is one of the tougher matchups for them in this conference. Now, 25 to one ish right now, I think in, in most books, pretty good value on TCU. Uh, I, I'm really looking at Kansas, Baylor Texas Tech. I'm not sure a team outside of those three can win uh, this tournament.
0: Well, if, can't, if Baylor and Texas Tech meet up again, um, would you favor Baylor in the third meeting?
1: I think I would, but without Crier, and obviously JTT is out too, you know it gets a little bit dicey then and Texas Tech is certainly not a fun team to fade. Um, even even at a neutral site. I know they're not at home here, but yeah, I'd probably lean towards Baylor. Yeah, we have, you know, we've talked about this a lot. We've debunked
0: the, you know, the myth how oh, it's hard to beat a, a team three times and yeah. teams that won the first two meetings in the regular season are actually, you know, like 52% against the spread over the past 30 years historically. Texas Tech beat Baylor twice in the regular season. But I think that there are exceptions. Like Baylor is like a veteran just a winning team and um, well-coached and uh, it's going to depend on personnel. But I think this might be one of the times where it's like, oh, you know, Baylor, the defending national championship, lost twice to Texas Tech might mean a little more to them. Um, But a lot of times it's just the reason that you lost twice in the regular season is, you know, unless there were injuries is there's, there's matchup issues. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. the reason that you won both games. Uh, So ultimately, yeah, I, (laughs) The, the Texas TCU game is just throwing me for a loop because Texas did beat TCU rather easily in both meetings. And I watched every minute, but I watched every minute of, you know, both games, Kansas and Texas plays. They split. Kansas got to have been at home in overtime. Kansas also split with TCU. Texas easily could have won in Lawrence on senior day. Where they, now they've won 39 straight. TCU, who you know won easily at home against Kansas, and the next day they were right there with Kansas, giving them problems on the offensive glass with their athleticism. So I, I don't know. I think that if you're going to take a long shot, if you like one of one of Texas or TCU in that matchup, I think that's where you know Texas isn't a really long shot, but I think that's where I would target. You know, if someone's going to take out Kansas, I I think that those that's as far as I would go um, down the seed lines. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I would take Kansas. Just the way they look right now, they don't look peak form. And as far as long shots go, I'm probably not taking Iowa State. I think Texas Tech handles them here. Um, I don't think Iowa State would get past Baylor in the next round. So I'm probably targeting Baylor as a realistic champion, maybe Texas Tech. And then your long shot would be, you're right, either TCU or Texas, I think is five to one right now. That's not not terrible odds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if I can trust the Texas offense for three games. Uh Texas is going to be an interesting case study in – the tournament um because I, I think part part of them and, and tcu in, in a sense too like TCU's not they don't shoot threes um they, they got to get out of just this big 12 like no middle slogs um and they mm-hmm. might just it might be a welcome change for them getting in the tournament so individual matchups any any that you're targeting from a betting perspective either in the first round or potential quarterfinal or down the line um anything on your radar there
1: yeah, I mean, I think Texas Tech handles Iowa State pretty easily. Um, they, they did it at their place. You know, they lost to Hilton Magic, but remember they had a ton of a tons of guys out that game, and they still almost won. It was an ugly game under like 100 points total scored. I just don't think Iowa State can hang with them. They kind of hang their head on defense, and that's what Texas Tech does as well. So I think Texas Tech has their number. That's probably a game I target to bet. Um, and then, like I said, I think Texas is a tough matchup for TCU, so I'm curious what the line is on that with TCU playing so much better. Maybe there's value there on Texas. Not excited about them in this tournament setting, but a, a matchup I will be looking at closely when Lions come out.
0: Yeah, one thing to keep in mind is – and I, I would say it. I mean, their offense is just mm, uh, <laughs> terrible. Um, and, and, you know, unless Brockington is just going nuclear, um, yeah, you just can't score and you're not going to score against Texas Tech – McCuller, do you think that he just sat out because, you know, precautionary ahead of the tournament? Would you do anything on his status? I think he, he's pretty important to the Texas Tech offense, which can get a little ugly at times.
1: Yeah, I would assume so, and he is important, right? They're, he's been in and out of the lineup all year. Him and Shannon both. Hopefully they're fully healthy. I think it was precautionary, but I'm not, I'm not 100% sure.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Pac-12 tournament. Defending champs. Believe it or not, Oregon State, uh, who was the five seed last year. the There was no conference tournament in 2020, but in 2019, Oregon won it as the six seed. However, the five previous winners before those two were all one or two seeds. There are 12 teams that will compete here. I mean, hey, a, a tournament that makes sense with a name. Pac-12, 12 teams in the tournament. It's very nice. This is also this is a T-Mobile arena. Big 12 is in T Mobile Center, but this will be in Paradise, Nevada, Wednesday through Saturday. Four buys Arizona, Colorado, UCLA, and USC. Um, You know, Zona's the favorite, minus 120, UCLA plus 160. Then you get into some longer shots USC 10 to 1, Oregon 15 to 1, Wazoo 30 to 1, Colorado 40 to 1. Arizona State is playing a little better, 50 to 1. Oregon, because of how they closed the season, which wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. They must win four games in four days. They did do that in 2019 and Colorado did it in 2012. I think that's the only time it's been done, but Oregon's slumping and we'll, you know, we don't know Richardson's status. Part of it is he's slumping too. And he didn't play in the finale. Um, so I don't know. I, ha- I was, I was going to be like, Oregon is my team, but you know, they, they didn't get the buy Colorado got the buy there. You know, I don't know Richardson's status, but I love Oregon in a tournament setting. Uh, I love, you know, Altman in March. So mm-hmm. this that was a team that i targeted, but I don't know. I, I think I'm having enough reservations to potentially stay away. Can anyone stop Arizona in the top half? I mean, you know, is Colorado looked good in their final two games? They beat Arizona yep. at home, there's some altitude effects, though. Then they went on the road and got an impressive win at Utah. Can they scare Arizona? Is there any value in any of these underdogs, USC, you know, they'll get the rubber match with UCLA. They lost in the finale. They beat them without Mobley in the first meeting when Drew Peterson went nuts is Wazoo is, you know, a team that I thought was going to be a tournament team. Uh, They had tournament potential or in the season. Is this like, Hey, look, let's live up to our potential at 30 to one. What do you see in the pac 12?
1: Yeah. I agree with your initial stance on Oregon. That was a team I was going to take a shot with. But losing five of six heading into the tournament, we don't know the status of Richardson. Like you said, they split the series with Colorado. Their first game is the Civil War. They play Oregon State. I mean, that's a big rivalry. I could see the Beavers strangely getting up for that game. I think They're defending USC champs.
0: They got to defend their crown. and defending
1: champs. Yeah, I, I kind of think USC is valuable here. Nine to 10 to one. I mean, they've beaten UCLA. Uh, their path is definitely easier than. A team like Oregon has to go through Colorado and Arizona. But ultimately, I think this is Arizona's tournament. It's a pretty safe choice now. It's priced that way as well. So I don't think you're getting much value there. Um, But, yeah, Arizona's probably the pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other thing to keep in mind with UCLA, it's like Thursday, Friday. They have to win Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? So they would play the winner Mm -hmm. of Washington State, California. They could lose to Washington State. But do they really want – to win the Pac-12 tournament. They're dealing with a lot of bumps and bruises, sure. and which could you know become an issue? Uh, you know, playing three games in three days. They had a brutal stretch, I think like six games in 12 days. Uh, I think in late late February into March. So maybe that pops up, and um, you know, once the players are out on the court, you know, they're gonna try, but you know, maybe someone sits out a game, maybe a, an injury pops up with Juzang, something gets flared. So I don't know, that could be an issue as well.
1: Yeah, they're, and they're pretty locked in on the four seed. I don't think they can fall much further just based on where people are below them. So they might say, Hey, no big deal. If we lose, we'll get healthy and we'll hit the tournament running.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you look without knowing Richardson, if you wanted to believe in Oregon, like they're Arizona's going to beat Arizona state or Stanford. I mean, crazier things have happened, but you know, you're going to beat Oregon state. Then you're going to have to beat Colorado and then you're going to have to beat Arizona. Um, you're going to be, pretty big dogs to Arizona. And then, mm. you know, you presumably going to play UCLA or USC if there's no big upsets in the bottom half. I mean, a, a Moneyline rollover on four games in four days, um, that could, that's probably going to yeah. pay more than what's out there in Oregon. Cause I think Oregon is like that trendy dog that people yep. just always want at the tournament. So I don't think that there's much value 15 to one playing in the mm. first round um, with Richardson status and the way that they closed the year. The potential is high, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you, you saw them at their peak, you know, you, you, you know go into USC, go into UCLA, um, right there with Arizona. So, like, the potential is there. But it's usually Altman's team is doing this, coming to the conference mm-hmm. tournament. They started like this. And they started low. They started ascending. And then they've come back down, which you normally don't see. So, um, if you'd like the Ducks, I would maybe go with a money line rollover. Um, but – for me, I don't think I'm going to have any futures in the Pac-12.
1: No, if you compare their value to Colorado, Colorado is what almost forty to one. They have a, a buy, you know, and they play one less game. I'd probably prefer that value to Oregon on just a futures market.
0: Yep. Yeah, and Colorado, very well coached team, um, yeah. and you know they lost one of their one of their most important players for the season, but it seems as if they've adjusted, right? I mean, they closed the year pretty strong, um, and. Yeah, I mean they, like they won. They had a stinker against Arizona State at home. They didn't play the best competition, but they did beat Arizona and they closed the year winning what six of seven. Yeah, pretty deep bench, right? So the three games in three days won't matter. They did lose by fifteen at home to Oregon, but they won at Oregon. Um, so yeah, if I was gonna take a flyer, you know, and they've beat Arizona, they'll have confidence in that matchup. Mm-hmm. I think it would be Colorado or nothing, um, but I think the Pac 12 is going to be a pass for me. Anything you're eyeing from a matchup, a first round into the tournament from a betting perspective uh, on an individual game basis?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to get Wazoo UCLA and Colorado Oregon, just two games that um, are intriguing to me. Wazoo, problem with them is they haven't beaten anyone, like literally nobody in the top, what, 50 at Kempom? So, it would be a stretch to think they could beat UCLA, but with the angle that UCLA might be limiting players' minutes, with the fact that Washington State is actually talented and has legitimate size, I think they could pull that upset. Plus, our preseason expectations on this team was tournament team. Maybe they start playing like it, round the form in this tournament. What do you think was the main
0: issue with Washington State this year, I mean, they did close with three wins, but I mean, they two of them came against Oregon State one in overtime and then they blew out Oregon to close of the year. But uh, as we mentioned, Will Richardson didn't play, mm-hmm. but definitely a team that underachieved, had a really big lull uh, mid February when they lost five straight. What, what do you think their main issue is? And is it, you know, correctable in a, in a tournament setting?
1: yeah I think they're just a year away they're they're still a pretty young team yeah. I mean, outside yeah. of flowers right they're transferred they're all juniors and sophomores and freshmen so i, I just think they're a year away next year incredibly dangerous um uh, if they get a good replacement for flowers i think it's a it's a really good team next year
0: yeah they do you know if you wanted to take a, a flyer flower the the town is there and they do shoot a lot of threes which you know high variance yeah when you're when you're looking for one of these dogs um and washington state look i mean they got I think they only played UCLA once and they got blown out on the road, but I don't, I don't think that game's not winnable. So yeah, I think if you're going to target a long shot here, Washington state 30 to one Colorado, 40 to one, I wouldn't go crazy on either. Um, But I think that's the look and we might just get some single game value on Washington state against UCLA. So we will have our eyes peeled there. All right. That'll do it for the PAC 12 tournament. Let's move on to the Big West Conference Tournament. This will be played in the dollar loan center in Henderson, Nevada between March 8th and 12th. 10 teams. There are six buys. I don't by the way, I don't like this. The four teams that play in the first round, they get a bye before you know they play like the one seed. Like I don't know why you're yep. rewarding the teams that are you know kind of punishing your one seed. We're going to get to the whack next. They do not do that. They mm-hmm. reward the one and two seeds who have quadruple buys into the semis. The defending champ, UC Santa Barbara. By the way, UC San Diego is ineligible. Another thing I don't like: why are these teams inel- ineligible for like four years yeah. when they transition? I, I, do, I just don't understand it's that rule.
1: The most arbitrary rule, dumb. And also, UC San Diego's games don't even count in the standings in the Big West. Every game they play against them, it counts as no wins or no losses for each team in the standings. Very, very stupid.
0: Absolutely asinine. Like, what you can play all season, but you can't play it in the conference tournament. Right, um, right, it makes no sense. Here's this is a fascinating, fascinating bracket, and the reason, and from a from a betting perspective, the four seed is the favorite. UCI, you know, Russell Turner is correct that defense. UCI kind of trending upwards to close the year. The second favorite is Santa Barbara. The five seed, they play each other in the first round. Those are the two favorites. Uh, Beach, who surprised it, was a covering machine all year, kind of ticked, trended down a little bit at the end. They won the regular season. They're the top seed, but they're, you know, plus 480. Then you have Fullerton, plus 700. Hawaii, plus 500. Riverside, plus 700. And then uh, I don't think that maybe you'll see some value. I want to mention one of the long shots, but I don't. Injuries are a huge Factor in this conference, and I've been all year. Sandy is back for UC Santa Barbara. No Mormon for Riverside. They lost him, but they've been playing a little better uh of late, adjusting in life without him. And then Coleman is out for Hawaii. Their leading scorer in their offense is just kind of been a mess without him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if you're looking for a long shot history in this conference, 2011 five seed UCSB won it. 2014 seven seed Poly won it. Other than that, you know, the one or two seeds have dominated, but usually you have like a really dominant, you know, Santa Barbara or Irvine team. Um, the Big West is wide open this year. Yep. So, you know, if uh, it's going to come down to matchups, there's certain teams that are trending up, certain teams that are trending down. Ooh, make sense of this bracket.
1: Yeah, I can't believe our four or five matchup is UCI and UCSB. The last time. Neither brutal, UC...
0: by the way, for both teams.
1: Awful. And the last time neither of these teams made the tournament was 2018 when Fullerton represented the Big West. So these are the dominant teams usually in your right. They usually are a clear one and two. Not the case this year. They are the top two ranked teams in Kempom, which I think you're seeing a lot of odds makers follow those rankings and they're making these lines. I saw Fullerton at 10 to 1 at a book uh, this morning and was shocked. They're priced as the, uh, the fifth or sixth shortest odds in the conference, which made no sense to me as a two seed. Um, So I was kind of intrigued by that, but I think whoever well, and wins you're
0: and in the bottom half where you avoid Irvine, Santa Barbara, and, and Long Beach. Beach. Yeah. And, you know, you have Great Hawaii draw. who's banged up. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned Riverside is playing better, yep, but they don't have Mormon, and in your first round game against Davis or Polly. So, I mean, that path to the final is pretty damn favorable.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Irvine or Santa Barbara is going to win this, but Fullerton to be my next choice uh, just based on that path, based on them playing – Fantastic throughout the entire year. Maybe it's fell off a little bit lately, but they had a great season. And they're well coached too. Any any long shots
0: worth considering other like you know that other than the top seeds um that are playing in the first round? Is there any team that could make a surprise run?
1: You know as a weird team as UC Davis. Uh they have to win four games in four days, but they're just five and six in the conference because of COVID, a lot of games canceled, and they played UT San Diego. So they're they're uh, Wins are, are low, but they're dangerous. They We saw them beat uh, um, Utah State on the road at the beginning of the year. We saw them lose to Academy of Arts, too, so they're a very big variance team. But that's uh, a squad, I think, that can make a run. They have a couple of star players in there that are good in a tournament setting.
0: Do you have any preference in the matchup between UCI and UCSB? Like I, I mentioned, I mean these, these two teams are trending up for different Mm reasons like UCSB was running bad they were getting unlucky but they also had an injury to Sandy who's extremely important he has come back I think he's been back for three or so games after suffering a uh, ankle injury in the game at Hawaii that pretty much cost him the game and then Irvine it was you know the defense wasn't your vintage Uh, Russell Turner defense who's always like number one number two and two-point defense like every year mm-hmm. just defend incredibly around the rim but they really started to figure it out towards the end of the year even though they did lose at Polly and they lost at fullerton um but their defense started to look a little better and they ended up with third in the country in effective field goal percentage defense um is the uci defense back um i don't know if it's what we've seen in recent years but it's definitely better than it was uh, earlier in the season but do you have a preference between those two teams um they met i believe once yeah one year. point game yeah the one point game um in santa barbara uh but sandy didn't play in that game um mm-hmm. and uc santa barbara shot three of 20 from three uh for what it's worth uc irvine's three-point defense number one in the nation 25.6 percent is that i mean usually this uc irvine team it's like their three-point defense isn't great um and their two-point defense is elite this year the two-point defense has kind of slipped but they're number one in the nation in three-point defense so maybe the regression monster is looming uh ahead of this rematch with sandy back in the mix would do you have a
1: preference on either one of those teams yeah, it could be, right, because they, uh, they've never had a three-point percentage defense like this in their history. They are they do do a good job of running teams off the line, denying the three-pointer, uh, but this is insane. It's got to regress. I do lean towards Irvine in this mashup. Uh, Dawson Baker is a guy that's been back in the lineup now for a while. He's been hurt like five games or so for them. I think that affected him a bit. With him fully back, I, I think he's the best guard on the floor here. No disrespect to Pierre-Louis of Santa Barbara, And Irvine has the best player in Commonwealth. And and I respect Russell Turner a lot. I lean towards Irvine in this matchup.
0: By the way, 20... Irvine, we're going to talk about Grand Canyon next in the WAC. They're second in the nation at 26.4%. But Irvine at 25.6%. Has a team ever finished that low for an entire season? Uh, I'd I'd be shocked. Let's see. I'm going back. 25.3%. In 2005, Norfolk State. Oh boy. They were number one by about 4%. Um, <laughs> I think that's the only one. VCU in 08 uh, was 26.9. But yeah, this is uh, pretty insane um, for what Irvine has done. Any other matchups or targets in the first round or elsewhere that are worth mentioning?
1: Uh, I like Riverside against Hawaii. You mentioned the injury concern for Hawaii, and Riverside won the first game. Their defense, their scrappiness—it's kind of unmatched in this league. The way they can really buckle down, and also, again, like Irvine, a very well-coached team. It's not like Riverside.
0: Yeah, Hawaii. Look, Hawaii was intriguing early in the season. Um, they just got out of the gates. It's a unique offense um, with you know some size that can shoot, but just without Coleman, um, it just hasn't looked the same. And I just don't think that that offense really has it to make a run without him. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And, of course, they're not at home. They, they definitely do the most damage in the friendly confines of Hawaii. Uh, they're just not as effective away from home. Yeah.
0: And there is uh, – you agree there's, it's not worth talking about. Man, there are some bad teams in this conference. It's not worth so talking bad. about. <laughs> Northridge, Bakersfield, or Polly. Bakersfield, by the way, I mean, that offense – Talk about a disappointing
1: is, team, too. Bakersfield. Oh, oh they would be a little bit better man. than that. They don't,
0: they just shoot twos and, and miss them. That's all they do on offense. It's like, it's one of the worst painful watches uh, you will ever see. They just play super slow and then miss twos. Like, that's it's like an what a, they do. O,
1: old Al Skinner offense, Kennesaw State. Yeah. Two point jumpers. Um, their only wins
0: in conference play were against Polly um that's it yeah who also uh, sucks yeah (laughs)
1: yeah
0: the bot the dregs of this conference it's not worth discussing that are playing in the first round so even though they get a day off um it's not going to matter for those teams but maybe davis is the most intriguing of them if davis does pull off the stunner by the way be the first team in ncaa history to make the tournament and in the same season lose to Academy of Art. Wow. Big stuff. right? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I didn't Academy check of Art is, maybe Academy of Art is one, another Division One year, I think, the, by the way, Academy of Art is like a Ponzi scheme. It's like oh, yeah.
1: A, they have legit players, like, like XD1 guys.
0: Yeah. They're like, yeah, Google it. There's like, apparently like a fraud thing. There's all kinds of like lawsuits against them. Uh, anyway. All right. That'll wrap up the Big West. Let's finish things up with the Whack tournament the this will take place in orleans arena in paradise nevada just you know in 10 years wait every single conference tournament is going to be in mm-hmm. uh, las vegas <laughs> that's where we're, we're trending lamar didn't make it lamar <laughs> one of the saddest teams i have ever watched in my life i bet them against uh, they didn't cover again against baptist i see uh the close of the year i bet them against rio grande valley led the entire plus what did i have plus two Led the entire game and then just decided we're going to turn it over and give up laps at the end. And then, I mean, it was that team is a, f- a joke. Um, they yeah, don't make it. 0 16 in whack play. Zero Division one wins. Their only wins on the year were against Wiley. And uh, they beat Our Lady of the Lake at home by three. By three. On December, <laughs> December 5th. That's it. Um, Not great. I mean, man, Jordan Adams. I, he went to Lamar and... Uh, what a weird choice. the wisest decision. Um, yeah, that team was painful to watch. Uh, also, Dixie State and Tarleton State are ineligible. Right, stupid stupid um, oh, yep. the transition period. So there's only 10 teams here. It takes place March 8th through the 12th. This league gets it right. They reward mm-hmm. the top seeds. Some would say a little bit too much, but I think that these conferences are only going to get one bid. You should reward... Because mm-hmm. conferences get money for tournament wins, you should make it the you know an easy. You shouldn't make it more difficult for your top seeds. You want to get your top seeds into the tournament that give you a best chance to win. And the WAC has done that, and the WAC top seeds have dominated this tournament. I mean, even going back to whether like Utah State and Boise State but just of the teams that are in now, and it's always changing, but it's always been the one or two seed, and it's usually New Mexico State. New Mexico State's won seven of nine uh championships, but they're not the defending champ. That's Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, uh, New Mexico State was just a mess last year, COVID issues and it was just an off year for them. I believe the only non-one or two seed to win this in the past 10 years is in 2013. New Mexico State won it as a three seed. That's it. So it's very difficult for one of these, you know, lower seeds to make a run. But I think the conference is deeper than usual. And this isn't a really intriguing conference. It's really a lot of different styles, you know, teams, some teams of pressure, some teams that lot of bigs. You know, Guards like it's very matchup dependent. And you know, you have New Mexico State slid at the end. I mean, they lost at Chicago State somehow. Um, and then they lost yeah, at home that future
1: to the what, what did you what future did you have? I uh, had New Mexico State winning the whack. They they split, but if they didn't lose Chicago State, would run out right. So, uh, yeah, painful. Do they not pay out on that if they split? I think there's a different rules, dead heat rule, most likely. So it's probably going to just split down the bet, unfortunately. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, lost to Chicago State. And then they lost at home to Stephen F. Austin, who's the three seed. And that was their first home loss in conference play since 2017. But they were dealing with like the flu, right? There was like an illness going around. So um, that could have a lot to do with it. They're going to get the rest up here because they're going to get a quadruple buy as the one seed. Seattle also gets a quadruple buy as the two seed. New Mexico State, by the way, they have a, a pretty favorable path if you look from a matchup perspective because you're going to get Grand Canyon, who they took care of in both meetings. I don't think it's the best matchup for Grand Canyon. They also took care of Seattle, um, who's the two-seed in the bottom half. You know, it, it, I look at the top half of the bracket with New Mexico State. Can Savion Flag get hot enough um, Could for Sam Houston State? But when they get to New Mexico State, it'll be their third game in three days um and then I, but i think that the most intriguing team is probably Stephen f austin because they're the hottest they've won 10 in a row His friend of the pod jordan majuski has, has pointed out uh they retooled their offense and they've been a different animal ever since like i said they won at new mexico state and they've won 10 straight they're the three seed so what are you seeing here um I think it's a really intriguing conference tournament, but you have to just, it's just the paths for Seattle and New Mexico state. The rewards yeah. for giving the one and two seed are just massive in this conference. Can anyone else top either?
1: Yeah. And I love the way they do it. I think it's a great idea to give your top seeds the advantage. Like you said, um, I, I told you pre-show here. I saw a book this morning. It was real line had Seattle five to one to win the tournament uh, behind grand Canyon at two to one. So Wow. Right there is value when Seattle has to win one last game. Uh, it's just a huge advantage getting biased to semifinals. But this is the w- the best whack we've ever seen. So it is top to bottom the best no. it's been. Um, and that a lot of it is due to adding Stephen Austin, Sam Houston, Abilene Christian. It's an awesome tournament. I think it is New Mexico State's. Like you said, they swept Grand Canyon. That's going to be their biggest competition. Um, and I'm not really worried about Seattle. I'm hoping Stephen F. Austin can make a run, but that extra game is tough. They also have to go through either Utah Valley or Abilene Christian. Certainly not an easy task. That bottom bracket is tough uh, uh, to wade through if you're one of those teams.
0: Yeah, would you – Sam Houston State would have to go through, you know, Cal Baptist or – can be pesky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Taron Armstrong has a game, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rio Grande is not pesky, no. but um, – <laughs> Sam Houston, but they didn't have to, you know, play the winner of that. And then they have to play beat Grand Canyon. Then they'd have to mm-hmm. beat New Mexico state. And then Seattle, that's tough, but they have a player who could get red hot. If you had to take, you know, if you're going to take a longer shot, I, I mean, I think if, if you didn't don't want to go one of the favorites and I don't know, I haven't seen updated odds in many places for this tournament. So we'll see what Stephen F. Austin actually is the way that they're playing. They should be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have a preference between Sam Houston state and Abilene Christian? is it flags ability to go nuclear and, you know, Abilene Christian, just not the same defense this year. It's a really disappointing year for them after last year. Um, just not the same defensive unit. And uh, they're going to have to win, you know, four games in four days as well. But do you have a preference between either one of those teams?
1: Yeah. On one hand you have Abilene who has plenty of guys that played in the tournament last year, right. And Brett Tanner, their coach is on the bench for that. So maybe that experience helps, but, on the other hand, Utah Valley is a terrible matchup for them. They did win that first game, but size, AMAC for Utah Valley, uh, the best big man in the league, he could have 30 and 20. It's just a very tough matchup. And in that game, Utah Valley was missing McClanahan and Harmon, two of their better players. Um, so I think Abilene's in trouble getting out of that first round, assuming Utah Valley takes care of business against Chicago State, which I think they will. On the other hand, Sam Houston going through those three teams you mentioned, Grand Canyon, New Mexico State, Seattle. Or Stephen F. Austin or whoever, that seems almost impossible, even with SAVM flag. What's your prediction? Is your prediction uh, one versus two? Like it's been a lot of years. I think SFA gets it done. I think SFA beats Seattle. I think New Mexico State wins one over three. I agree.
0: Have to have to show love to Seattle, who had an interim coach. Um, right, they fired yeah. their coach. Went I and mean, now he, now he's their they named him the the full, their full time head coach, permanent head coach. But, Incredible uh, job. Yeah. What a year from, you know, Trammell, Tyson and Grigsby. I mean, it's a, it's a fun team to watch. They play fast. Um, they take a lot of threes. Um, so yeah, I have to show some love to Seattle, but the way that Stephen F. Austin is playing right now, um, I think that they're going to come out in the bottom half. So I would agree with you. So no, no, no widespread prices out there right now. Um, but keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled on the app to see if I had anything. I'll have write-ups for these conference tournaments this week as well. Uh, anything from a matchup perspective? You mentioned Utah value from an individual game that you mm-hmm. might have circled coming up.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a tough matchup for them. Like I said, the, the size is just a huge advantage. Um, and then I don't think Grand Canyon can beat Mexico State. They've proven it. They don't have their, their two twin towers they did last year when they were better than Mexico State. And – you mentioned that COVID year last year for the Aggies, which was just nuts. You take that year out, they're fifty-six and seven in the regular season in the Jeez. whack under Chris Jans, which is just nuts. I think it's their conference, so I, I, I really do think they take this.
0: Well, and two of those losses were this year when um, they had that illness. Chicago State, around. yeah, exactly. Chicago um, State's
1: one of the seven. How wild is that?
0: <laughs> yes, that's insane. Um, they also lost by. 25 at Sam Houston State earlier this year. They were beating um,
1: everyone back then, Sam Houston, right? Yeah, that 8-1 and one Sam, start.
0: Yep, yeah, Sam Houston was up 66-28 to 28 in that game. Wow. Um, wow. Just a, an unbelievable effort. Um, so uh, they've done it, um, but I agree. I think it's the one versus the three here. Um, all right, that'll do it for us. The, the wrapping up, the WAC, the Big West, the big 12 and the Pac 12. We have more episodes coming. We'll do four conferences with Jim do three with Matt. And then we'll do six more with Colin, Mike, BJ, and myself tomorrow. Uh, So make sure you check out all the content. We'll have write-ups for that. Make sure you check out the three man leave on Twitter. They'll have content as well. Uh, Anything else you want to plug or get off your chest? Before we get oh, that's,
1: that's it, man. Twitter's best place for us. 3MW underscore CBB.
0: All right. That'll do it. Um, also big bets on big bets on campus live. Um, we'll have some shows throughout March. We'll tweet out the links when we're live, um, but those are on Twitter. So make sure you keep your eye out for those. Um, but thanks for tuning in as always. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, <laughs> leave a review, probably do some giveaways tomorrow. Um, But Five Star Reviews really help us out. Appreciate everyone listening. Let's have a march. Enjoy the madness. This is a phenomenal week. It's only going to get better and better. We will see you soon on many more episodes. Cheers.